What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Sunday, April 7th, 2013. You guys listened to episode 106. It actually might have converted over to um, uh, Monday here, but I started it on Sunday and redid and changed some things, doing some editing here with this episode here, 106. But, um, and I do apologize again. I know it's late. Got a lot of shit going on though, man, uh, with the kids and uh, about to go on a big trip here, leaving the family for a while. So, and it was funny because this time I was actually saying to myself, wow, I'm free Thursday. I could get back on track and get this thing up on Friday and um, do it Thursday night, get it up on Friday. And then I'm like, no, I'll have time. And then of course, Friday, Saturday and all this stuff is nuts and I want to give a quality show to you guys. So... Um, now it's, it's just working out now. I'm about to get on a plane here within hours and go down south for an incredible tour, which I will get into in a second. But, uh, I got a great show for you guys. A lot of cool stuff to talk about, uh, before the trip. And as always, got to start off the show by saying the Verzi Effect podcast show is sponsored by... Butterfly Radio. Download the free Butterfly Radio app on your iPhone, which allows you to send up to a five-minute audio message to your favorite podcasts that are on Butterfly Radio, and they can get back to you personally. Also, register on ButterflyRadio.com to uh, start your own podcast, multiple podcast channels if you'd like. Post your pictures, and um, there it is. So Butterfly Radio, check it out. Now, um going to get into some stuff we got to talk some sports we got to talk mike rice at rutgers throwing basketballs at kids faces and just losing his fucking mind it was hilarious it was disturbing but hilarious uh we'll talk about that talk about the final four got got to talk about that syracuse game and, and the wichita state game against louisville it was incredible um the knicks won 12 straight carmelo anthony's playing out of his mind we'll talk about that and uh, I'm going to actually be at the NCAA uh, championship game tomorrow night. It's going to be incredible. So we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about sports. So it'll be heavy on sports today. But we also have some other things to talk about. Uh, I will plug all of the dates that, uh, that are, that's going on, which is uh, an absolutely amazing. And um, it's going to be one for the books. We're, we're really, really excited about, uh, about, this, about this tour. And uh, I'm going away for the longest that I've, you know, been away from my family doing stand-up, which is 10 straight days, which is, um, you know, the most because normally it's seven days in Vegas is the one for the year that is really, you know, the long one. But this is 10 days and normally it's, you know, like after four days of getting sleepy, like, shit, I miss my family. I miss my kids. Um, But... You know, this is, but nice, nice, uh, nice to have Skype, FaceTime on the phone, all kinds of the technology shit that'll, that'll, you know, make it better. But my son's old enough now to kind of get a little upset when I leave, which sucks. Um, but it's an unbelievable opportunity, of course, for my career and, you know, exposure and, and being with my friend and working with the best and all that stuff. It's, it's just going to be an, an incredible um, experience and, and something that, um, you know, you dream about for this business. So it's going to be awesome. Um, I am, you know, been, you know, one thing that I've been doing because of that is, um, 
Well, actually, this will lead me right into, I'll be able to, you know, I wanted to thank The Stand, and I wanted to thank Stand Up New York for the spots this week, but I wasn't trying to get on stage that much. I wasn't really pushing this week to be to be up because I wanted to spend as much time with my family as I can before I go, and it's been amazing. Like, I was able to, you know, like today I was outside just, you know, playing catch with my son and, you know, talking with him and, you know, picking him up and hugging him and kissing him and my daughter too. You know, I'm real affectionate with my kids. I just can't, you know, I love him to death. I can't stop kissing him. And, and, you know, yesterday we went out to eat. We went out to this Italian restaurant and my daughter was just sitting in the high chair so well behaved and it was just amazing to be there as a family. Then my wife bamboozled me and, um talked me into somehow, talked me into going to the Christmas tree shop. Have you ever been to the Christmas tree shop with your wife and two babies? No, yeah, fuck you. It's 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 awful. It was, I got to say this though, she wasn't that bad. She got the stuff that she needed to get and we left, but it's just like, you know, you could tell she was in her element, man. She was ready to go. You know, you give my wife a credit card, you put her in a Christmas tree shop, man. She's fucking four hours. It's insane. And she now that the weather's starting to break, it's starting to get a little warmer. She's big on gardening and the flowers, and you know, guys don't care about that stuff. You know, no guy would walk up and notice flowers. You know, like women are like, you know, they come down. Oh my god, look! They got hydrangeas. Look! Look at the color of the flowers. It looks so nice in the front. You know, a guy's like, oh, welcome, Matt. You know, wipe your feet and get inside, dickhead. You know, let's let's get the fuck. Let's get going. The game's coming on. Give a shit about you, how your stoop looks or your, your fucking walkway. How about I kick that stupid gnome over and fucking... <laughs> no, we don't care. That's not what guys do. The guys don't care about that. But she's into it, and she's actually asked me to put up this curtain rod for months. And I'm not even kidding. Just And not even, like, messing with her, but, like, months gone by. It's just been so insane, and I finally did it this weekend. So she was happy with that. And I still managed to end up going to Christmas tree shop. So I'm telling you, man, they're quick. They get it. Women know how to get it done, but um, yeah, man, getting getting out of here for a while. I am gonna catch up on some sleep. I hope, I hope. Now, I'm gonna get right into some sports here. Got to talk some sports, okay? Now, this Mike Rice at Rutgers video was absolutely one of the funniest things I've witnessed in a long time, as far as a real. It was so, it, it honestly looked like a spoof to me. That's how ridiculous this guy's actions were. It looked like a spoof. Now listen, I know some of you guys, how could you make light of it? Why is it funny? How can you say that? Listen, I get it. It's, it's fucked up. It is. Okay? And if I saw anybody put my hands on my son Lucas, put their hands on my son Lucas like that, I would fucking, I'm, I would go to jail for 30, 60, 90 days. I'm not even kidding. I would fucking destroy them. I'd pull a Pesci from Casino with the pen in the neck. I would just run up. I would punch the dude as hard as I could in the Adam's apple till he was gasping for air. I'd get him on the ground, and I would stomp his fucking skull in. I would just start teeing off on his fucking temple, and I would really hurt him. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even trying to be fun. Like, I'm not even joking. I would lose my mind, and I'd probably go to jail if, you, if, if I ever saw that. Now, listen. I get it. Throwing basketballs at that velocity that close to somebody is completely awful. It's disturbing. But some of the shit this guy did was so fucking funny that he just, it was so ridiculous. And it really was despicable. I mean, it's ridiculous. But some of the shit was so hilarious 
just like he looked like a 10 year old or not even a 10 year old. He looked like a kindergartner who wasn't like getting the blocks shared with them. And he just started kicking blocks down, hitting people. It was it was his actions were I mean, without the. Without the language and the throwing the ball at heads, it wasn't like that. But, I mean, he still grabbed people by the collar, which is ridiculous. I mean, moving a kid over or showing a kid how to play defense is one thing. I'm not some like I'm not trying to be some pussy who's like, oh, no, the, the, you know, there's no discipline. No, you could discipline him. But I'm saying you don't throw a ball and grab a kid by the collar and literally physically push him like you want to fight him. And here's why that guy is such a pussy. That guy is such a pussy because... You know, he knows these kids want to stay on the team. These kids can't do anything. I mean, these kids are like 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, like one of those kids could have picked him up by the neck and slammed him the fuck down, and that would have been awesome to see on the video. And they should have done it because he's preying on them because they he knows that they, need, they want to be on the team, and some of them probably couldn't transfer somewhere because who knows? Some of those kids aren't good enough to play in another school or, or a bigger school. So, you know, he had them, and, and it's abuse, man, and and it's ridiculous, but, like, there was just shit, like, he ran up to one kid, it was ridiculous, like, he ran up to one kid while the kid's back was to him playing defense, and he just kicked the kid in the back, he just kicked him, it was, it was ridiculous, you saw the one, he ran up like a football player and pushed the kid in the back, the kid almost fell on his face, I mean, it was, it was so over the top that I felt like it was a sketch. And I'm glad he lost his fucking job. And you know something, the athletic director, anybody out there saying the athletic director, people, oh, the athletic director shouldn't lose. The athletic director saw the clip and suspended the guy for three games. That's ridiculous. What would the athletic director do if it was his son or daughter being fucking thrown balls at their faces and, and being abused like that? Fuck that guy. That guy should be out too. And I'll be honest with you, it should have been mafia style. They all should have been whacked out and the president should have gone. Don't tell me the president, you know, the president heard. Guy's screaming at the throwing, the guy's throwing fast basketballs at kids' heads. How can you want to play for a guy like that? Out of fear? Fuck that. That guy needs to get the absolute shit kicked out of him. Somebody should have tied him and his little fucking sidekick, little little lap dog. Do you know the guy who tried to act, the one they called Baby Rice, acting like that, pushing these kids? It was a joke. It was like this little midget pushing the 6'9 black guy, and the 6'9 black guy was just like shying off like a scared fucking dog in the park. It was ridiculous. They should tie those bitches up on the, on the posts under the basket and just beam fucking basketballs at them. And then if the president or anybody has something to say, fuck them, tie those assholes up and kick the shit out of them too and gladly get expelled. That's what the fuck I would have done. I would have been like, guys, we need to band together here. Okay? I want the president. I want the fucking AD. I want the coach. I want the assistant coach. We're going to tie these pussies up. We're going to beat the ever-loving fucking piss out of them. And we're going to show the video of what they did to us before we, it comes out. That's what. That's justice. All right. The show got a little hostile just now. I'm sorry. I got really mad. And <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but no, it, it, well, it was ridiculous. But that leads me. To tell you guys about the SNL sketch. Because I said to somebody, I said SNL has to do something on this. And sure enough, uh, my buddy, um, Chris Lamberth, funny comics, been on my um, been on my podcast. By the way, I heard Chris Lamberth did an amazing job this weekend opening for Chris Hardwick at Caroline's. Um, Chris is a funny, funny up-and-coming comic and a guy to check out. And he's also got a podcast you could check out called The uh, Mundane Festival. He just started doing that podcast um, a little over a month ago. 
And, um, you know, he's got some shit to say. Smart dude, funny dude, and uh, a friend of mine. So check him out. But he said to me, Verzi, you have to see Melissa McCarthy's sketch the, or, the, you know, the, the spoof they did on this Mike Rice shit. And as soon as he told me that, I got excited because I love pranks. I mean, I love spoofs and I love, you know, I love parodies. So, I mean, I was crying too. It was just so funny. It's over the top. I mean, all you have to picture this. I mean, I don't want to give it away, but picture Melissa McCarthy being an over-the-top coach like that and how far SNL could take it. It was hilarious. You have to watch it. So funny. Um, it's it's impossible to not laugh at, and um, they take it really far, so you have to watch it. And the, the, the funniest part about it, and the reason why I thought the Mike Rice thing, maybe the comedian in me had to find the, the humor in it, but when you look at what SNL did, parts of it aren't that over the t- aren't that different, which is funny. I mean, some parts are completely, I mean, obviously SNL takes it to an insane level, but there's like certain things where it starts out that you're like, yeah, that's kind of like, it's nuts. It's nuts. So I, I thought that, um, I thought that the firing was justified and I thought that the AD's got to go too. You can't know that. You can't see that. You can't see your coach grabbing kids by the throat. And that's another thing, or, or grabbing them by the car. That's another thing, like the whole Bobby Knight thing. Listen, I understand that in this day and age, like with discipline, it's it's like, you know, people, have, it's, it's kind of got pussified a little bit. I understand that. And I agree with that. I think that there does need to be toughness without the whole, oh, is that appropriate shit? I, I get that. But you don't put your, ki- you don't put your hands on a kid's neck, man. You don't throw a basketball as hard as you can at a kid's face. I don't give a fuck what message you're trying to get across. I'm serious. Like, that's ridiculous. Bobby Knight's another one. Somebody should have beat the shit out of that white-haired pussy. Beat the shit out of him. I'm not even kidding. He deserved to get... Let me tell you something. And and I, I hope you... And if you disagree with this, I'm, I'm even happier to say it now. I'm happier to fucking throw this in your face if you disagree with this. Bobby Knight is a piece of shit. And he should have gotten the shit kicked out of him. That big white-haired pussy should have been grabbed by the throat until his face was fucking blue and he was begging for somebody to stop hitting him. You do not grab a kid by the throat. You do not have a temper tantrum because you can't handle issues that probably happened when you were 12 years old, you fucking little girl. Deal with it, okay? I have bad days too. Everybody has bad fucking days. Okay, that would be like a comedian getting mad at an audience member for heckling or doing something and just throwing the stool and losing their mind. Deal with it. Go go to fucking therapy and fix it. Don't take it out. It's 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 you know, they're fucking kids. They're not supposed to get it. They're not supposed to be great. They're not supposed to play defense perfectly. You want to know why? That's why they that's why they're in school learning it. I can't stand that. Oh, no, you're a pussy Bobby Knight. Help people. That's bullshit. Okay, yeah, fine. He did help people. Okay? He helped he helped. I'm not saying that he did all I'm not saying that he ruined everybody. But, you know, I mean, uh, priests, a lot of priests fucking help people. Okay? But then they play with boys fucking assholes and want to fuck little kids a couple of times. So the two little kids that they fucked, does that make up for the the the, the couple of things that they did? Now, I'm not saying that Bobby Knight or this guy Mike Rice fucked a little kid. I know that's kind of far. That's kind of different. <laughs> and that's a little extreme, but you know what I'm saying, 
If you're, if you're sick enough, if your temper is bad enough to where you're going to grab another human being who's 20 to 30 years younger than you, maybe even more, by the throat and squeeze and scare them and intimidate them, if you can do that and then just, but, but it's okay because you helped other kids? No, fuck you. You know, these priests come, you know, they, they, they baptize people, they do whatever, they do weddings, they, they talk, they help you, you want to come, communion, this and that, yeah. But yeah, they fucked little Bobby on the side a couple of times, but that's because he had it coming and he's a fucking gay priest, so now fuck, that's ridiculous. And all these people, man, and I'm starting to get really like, you know, like, not, not annoyed, and I'm not even angry, I don't know why, I'm getting, vi- I get pissed off about people that are bullies and violence, violence because of, of their issues, you know what I mean, that's some bullshit, man, that's some real fucking bitch bullshit, okay, you gotta be a man, and, and, and man up and own that you got a problem, okay, Bobby Knight, something tells me that Bobby Knight and this guy Mike Rice or whatever, they probably were abused, they were probably beaten, they probably dealt with it. And now they're taking it out and they're doing that. It's the same way that somebody gets sexually molested and sometimes they grow up and they do the molesting. That's what can happen. And that's fucked up. But deal with it. And don't think you could get away with doing it. I'm glad this guy didn't. I'm glad that this this guy didn't get away with it. I mean, I'm not saying it was funny looking. It was fucking hilarious. Just running up to a kid while he's playing defense and kicking him in the back as his head coach is the funniest shit. I don't give a shit what anybody says. But come on, man. Grab a kid by his throat? Grip, throw a basketball in a kid's face? Oh, my God. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm going to have an incident at a little at my son's Little League or football or basketball. I'm going to have an incident. And I will talk about it on this podcast. But I will promise you this. And I will tell a coach before. I'm going to say, listen, man, I'm going to let you coach my son. I'm going to let you discipline my son. But I'm just telling you something right now. And I will. And I don't give a shit if, he, if my son gets punished because of it as far as playing time. You know, I'm just going to tell the guy. Well, I mean, I'll be pissed off and I'll, I'll probably say something about that to him too. But I'm literally, I'm, I'm just going to be like, look, here, I want to make this really clear to you. Okay. You could discipline my son if my son doesn't listen. You know, you could say, hey man, you need to do it this way. And you could do that. I'm going to say, here's a couple of things. Number one, don't you ever fucking scream at my son or raise your voice at my son in a tone that I don't like or think is acceptable. Okay. Number two, you put your hands on my son. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you in front of everybody in the stands. Okay? And I may have a friend come in and just start kicking you for the hell. I, I will fuck you up in front of your wife and kids. If you fuck with my son. Period. So here's the deal. You, you're going to have a great time. You know. And you, you can, you know. You can. <laughs> you, I hope you guys win. I hope you have a winning season. My son makes a mistake, you'd be the first to call him aside. But like you raise it, you know, you call my son stupid, or you say, "What the fuck you doing?" Or why, "How come you're not doing this?" Or you, and I mean, let's make it clear: if you put your hand on my son, one hand on my son's head, I'm gonna fucking bury you in, on the under the pitcher's mound during this game. Like that's some shit I'm not putting up with. I'll tell his teachers, I'll tell his principal, I don't give a fuck. Okay, I I have zero zero tolerance for people who have issues of their own, and they take it out with their power. That's ridiculous, especially on young people. Um, all right, I'm going to try to get away from the violence now. I know this got a little weird. 
I got mad. But fuck that, man. You know? Fucking with people's kids. Shame on the basketball. I know they're nervous, but shame on... It was one of the basketball players should have stepped up. Or one of the parents. Somebody just call up and be like, Look, man, this dude is hitting me. Like, what, can, what am I going to do? You know, you guys are going to kick me out. Like, how come no student said that? That's what I would have done. I would have went somewhere and I'd been like, Look, you guys are going to kick me out for doing what I'm going to do tomorrow. But what I'm going to do tomorrow is, is going to be really bad. But this guy's got to stop. And if he puts his hands on me, I'm going to do it. What are you guys about to do? You guys are just going to kick me out of school and say that I was, a, you know, I was a student. And it's going to be on ESPN that the student athlete beat the shit out of the coach like Spreewell did when Spreewell put his neck around P.J. Carlissimo's throat. I'll tell you something else, though. Every gym that Spreewell went into after he did that, I guarantee nobody fucking touched him. Or I guarantee nobody got in his face or fucked with him. All right, let's get into the final four here. Final four was awesome. Um... Heartbreaking loss for Wichita State, who was beating Louisville by, um, they were beating them by like 8, 10, 11 points pretty much the whole game, and then, I mean, the whole half. And then the beginning of the second half, Rick Patino just put the pressure on and just did the full court press the whole time. And they got back in the game and they ended up winning the game. And Wichita just couldn't close the door, man. And it was tough because they had it, they were close to a championship game. And, um, what can you say? The better coach and and they, you know, the inexperienced team and and stuff. They didn't they didn't play through and the, and Patino and them they changed it up and it was great. But the the frustrating frustrating game was the end of the game of Syracuse Michigan. Great game by the way. I was really into it. Didn't have any money invested in it, and yet my heart was racing watching it. And I don't know, you know what's funny? I don't know if it's because I just have allegiance to New York and it was New York. I don't know if it was because I perform in Syracuse once a year and I've seen how into it those people get um, in Syracuse, New York. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because the Big East tournament is at Madison Square Garden every year and I've just seen them for a long time. But I, I was like... Even though I like Michigan, I guess deep down inside I wanted Syracuse to win. So I'm watching the game, and then I had to go down to the city. And uh, I listened on the radio. And, I, you know, they were down like, you know, 10 points, double digits, 9, 7 points, all that shit. And I get to the I get to the comedy club, and they got it on the big screen, and I'm just watching it. And um, they start chipping away. They start, you know, coming back. But it looked like Syracuse was just playing D when they wanted to play. Um, it didn't look like they were really in it all the time. And then they start chipping away and it gets down to like four points. And I'm like, oh, this is going to get really good. And then it gets down to like two points, but then Michigan would come and, you know, good for Michigan for beating the, the zone. Or, I mean, the only way to really beat the zone is to shoot well. They did shoot well, but they did beat it down the court sometimes and they did good. But, you know... It just looked like Syracuse when they really put it on, they came back closer, but they didn't always they didn't always do it. As a matter of fact, when I was listening in the car, I was listening to John Thompson, the legendary coach from Georgetown, and he was saying the one thing about this Syracuse team, because let's be honest, that Syracuse team they were long. If you watched any of the tournament, they shut the paint down. Their defense holding teams that they hold Marquette to thirty nine points. I mean, their defense was just shut down. Locking people down. Unbelievable. 
and now you know they're just they're getting beat down and sometimes they're they're playing and and John Thompson said this team the one thing about them is they get emotionally up and down during a game. Like sometimes they care more than other times in a game. And there's nothing more frustrating than a talented team that can win a championship that doesn't play like a champion all the time. And the example I used was like the New York Giants. Well, people last year were like, what are you worried about the Giants turning on when they want? You know, they'll be fine. They'll be there. No, it doesn't work that way. you got to start clicking on all cylinders. The timing needs to be right. You need to play like that. But, you know, shame on Syracuse because they were playing as hard as I have seen only the last three minutes of the game. And then they get it down to two points. And the dude runs to the rack. And he's about to get... And he goes up for a layup. And he gets a charging foul on him. Which it was a charge. And then they foul Michigan. Now this was the most frustrating thing I've seen. They foul Michigan. Michigan goes down to shoot. They make one and they miss one. And now Syracuse is down three. With the ball again to tie, just like they were when it was two points with the charging foul. And if you saw this, you know exactly where I'm going with it. They call a timeout. I think it was like 17 or 12 seconds, something like that. And they bring in this white kid, this fucking white midget kid or whatever, um, shooting guard. And I'm like, okay, fine. They're bringing the white kid in to either be a decoy, maybe he's a good ball handler, but he's probably a good outside shooter. And all right, that's what's going to happen here. So, I'm watching, I'm waiting, I start, I'm standing up, I'm nervous, and I'm like, alright, they gotta do something here now. And, the kid brings up the ball, and I'm like, alright, they're gonna set a play, they're gonna swing it around, and somebody's gonna have to hit a three to tie this game and have it go into overtime, or they're gonna lose, that's what's gonna happen. And the little white midget, the white midget is dribbling up, and he just takes it to the rack for a layup. And misses it, and Michigan gets the ball, throws it down, the buzzer goes off, Michigan starts celebrating, and they're going to the national championship against Louisville. So the call was to bring the white midget in the game, have him bring the ball up, down three, and go for a two-point layup. Now, Beheim was probably thinking, okay, they're going to foul you, so get the layup, and then you're going to go to the line and tie the game. Horrible, okay? That's ridiculous. That is the equivalent of a fucking heavyweight fighter being down rounds and not going to win on points at all. And the only way he's going to win is if he throws a fucking haymaker to knock the guy out. So instead, he just hugs in the middle during the last 10 seconds and throws a couple of stomach blows and a couple of quick jabs and loses the fight. That's what it was. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. Okay? First of all, even saying the words, the white kid has the ball with seconds left to go to the national championship is bad. I don't want the white kid who occasionally gets the ball. Okay, I want the big black kid who dunks the ball all fucking game to have the ball. Or how about DJ Fair who was making jump shots? How about giving that kid a shot? They didn't give that kid a shot in the last two possessions. Doesn't make any sense. It was ridiculous. Horrible. And they deserve to lose. They did not play hard all the time. They played hard when they wanted to. And, and you know, give credit to Michigan. But I got to be honest. I think if Syracuse played the way that they could play. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Michigan. But if Syracuse played the way that they could play, I thought they should win the game by 12, 15 points. And some people are like, no, it was just Michigan. Watch the game again. The last fifth, the last five to six minutes, the way Syracuse was playing desperate. That's why the deficit got cut, and that's why they were they were stopping. They, they had unbelievable defense. They did not do that at the beginning of the game. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. 
And I got to tell you, if I had money, I would have lost my mind because of, because of that fact. How about you swing the ball around? Even if the white kid shoots the ball, if he could shoot, that's fine. At least he's behind the arc. Or have him be a decoy. Try to find somebody, and you take a long... It's the NCAA tournament to go to the championship game. Shoot a long three. That's fine. That kid, Trey Burke, shot a long three against uh, Kansas. He's fucking like four or five feet behind the line. The defender didn't even was couldn't even defend it. But at least do that. At least put up a shot that is going to tie the game at the end of regulation. Do that. Because when you go to the rack and you need... So what happens if they would have just let him score? Like that's another thing. Like Beheim, I mean, I, I, he must have thought of it. I mean, he's the coach, not me. But what happens if the if the if there wasn't a foul? What happens if the kid just laid it in and you're down one? Then what's the point to go foul again? I mean, maybe to foul again. Maybe that's another thing he wanted to do. Maybe he wanted to get a layup real quick because he didn't think there'd be a foul, and then Syracuse would only be down one, and then they'd foul again. But then you're back in the same boat if 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 Michigan hits their foul shots, even if they make one. So I don't I don't get it. Awful call. I thought it was terrible. Um, but I am thrilled. I am going to be there tomorrow with uh, Jason Lawhead, Bill Burr. Jason Lawhead's dad is going to be there. Um, this is the night before the eve of the tour that starts, and it's going to be amazing. Um, I think Louisville is going to win the game. And then I was like, well, maybe Michigan because of this run that they're on. But I just think with the coaching, and the, and I think that they'll press them too. And, you know, the, the emotional lift with the kid who hurt his leg. and I just, I don't know. I just hope it's a great classic basketball game, and um, you know, I, I but I, I gun to my head if I had to bet, I would bet Louisville. I think the line should be five or six Louisville. I don't know, but I, that's what I would bet. I'd bet Louisville to win it, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm thrilled to be there. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great time, and I'll do the plugs uh, of all the uh, cities that we're going to and stuff after. So um, finally, with sports, I would say that. Um, the Knicks, man, what can you say? Carmelo Anthony is playing out of his mind. He had a 50-point game, a 40-point game, a 36-point game, back-to-back. Um, he's just playing out of his mind. They won 12 straight. They beat Oklahoma City. I know they beat the Miami Heat when the Miami Heat were depleted, but they did have a close game with them when they lost at the Garden by six, and they beat them the first two games of the season. So the Knicks have the Knicks are actually three and one against the Heat this year. They uh, beat Oklahoma City this year. Um, they do have a problem with the with the Bulls, but you you know I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, but I know you know I've I don't want to be the woman you know who gets the shit kicked out of her by the husband and then thinks no he's nice. It's no he's nice. He's making a dinner. He made a dinner. Things are better. He's not going to hit me again. He made some salmon, some asparagus. He's pouring me some wine. It's all right. And then his team ends up losing. He gets, She gets hit again. She thought, I thought he was all right. Like, I guess he does need rehab. Like, that's what the Knicks done. Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan, they've broken my heart. So I, I can't get too invested in it. But I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Knicks. And it's going to be a really fun playoff run. And I think they're going to give anybody trouble. So that, I'm excited about that. Yankees are 2-5. and five. They're terrible right now. But they have a bunch of injuries. So we'll see what happens. They're probably just waiting for their guys to get back. So that is, um, that's basically, that's it for sports. Wanted to get into, 
wanted to get into something now. I wanted to talk about something because this has been on my mind now for the past couple of days and I've been kind of, you know, sensing it with crowds on stage and, and all that stuff. Um, and then I will I will get into a little bit. I know some of the younger comedians listening to the show love when I talk about, the, you know, comedy and stuff and I will get into that a little bit. But more today, it's going to be more about like, you know, just exactly where we're going and what the tour entails and, and all the stuff that we're going to be doing. And uh, I'll get into that at the end. But, you know, I wanted to talk about how I'm starting to get, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know what's really making me mad lately? I'm not trying to like do like a hacky setup like that. But th- something that's starting to bother me is all of these people, and I don't, you know, not just comedians, but even people in the crowd or just single people in general that are like, Oh, yeah, married with kids, huh? Not me. I'm smart. I'm not having kids. And and, and I'm starting to realize something. You want to know what it really comes down to, people? Uh, And I'm really being serious. Now, not everybody's for a relationship, but not everybody's for having children. Okay? And I also want to talk about, you know, when relationships that are long-lasting have problems, you got to really find a way. Like, what what can you do to make it better and and stuff? And I know I don't really talk about relationship that much on... um, the Versi Effect podcast. It's not really what I do. Um, I haven't been to the movies yet, um, and you know. So, but but I did want to address this issue on this show today. And it's the people that are like, "Yeah, I'm never getting married. I'm never having not me. Yeah, you're the fool." And it left. And you know what it comes down to? Those people are fucking jealous. They really fucking are. And and. These are the same people that go home and they lay in a fetal position alone with fucking nothing. Yeah, I'm not going to have kids. I'm not going to. Yeah, you know. It's like, yeah, you want that. It's just you don't fucking don't have love in your life. Nobody fucking loves you. All right? You legacy-less pussy. What are you leaving behind? A Netflix account and cookie crumbs in your couch, you fat fucking failure? Nobody wants to be with you. Fuck you. You know, I'm just so sick of it. Like, oh, yeah, you got kids. What do you got to be home? What do you got to be home, be up early with the kids? Yeah, I do. I do because you know what? That's what having a fucking family is. It's amazing. You should try it sometime instead of just sitting fucking alone. Those are the same people that wish they had something. I'm telling you. And I got to tell you something, guys. And I'm not really not trying to shit on single people here, but I'm just getting pissed of the of the whole, like, people that are single acting like, oh, not me. I could sleep in. Those people that, like, try to rub it in. It's look, yo, I'm not that dumb. I'm not that stupid. You know something? Those people, a lot of those people are going to be alone. And I got to tell you something, dude. You know what? Being alone in your 20s, 30s, maybe even 40s is all right. But you start getting into your 50s and your 60s and you're fucking alone. It's not so fucking cool, man. There's people laying in a hospital right now alone, nobody there, and they're going to die with some strange fucking nurse there. You know? So. I get, you know, it's just, it just gets like to the point where I I look at it like I'm not trying to shit on bachelors and having fun. I'm really not. I'm trying to shit on the people that shit on not being that, you know, and, and act like because they don't have to. Do what comes with the hard stuff. And I, and I get that. And sometimes I get envious of it. Believe me. You know, this guy's not fighting with his wife because he doesn't have a wife. This guy doesn't have to wait. This guy can sleep in. You know? But 
when you come home and you see your little boy and your little girl look at you and they smile and they love you and and it's just all worth it and you have that at home and you have that home life and you have that family life that's it you know and this bachelor's got a sleeve of fucking cookies at home and it's lonely man you know and I feel sad for the people I, I feel really sad for the people that want it and act like they don't man fuck that having kids man the fuck <laughs> doing me man I'm doing me and you know it's just annoying to me be real about it and I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about you know I dropped out of college because I wanted to do stand up comedy I got tired of hearing I got tired of hearing the professor talk okay I just did it's just like, fuck this. I ain't listening to this guy no more. I've talked about it on the podcast. And then a part of me was like, afterwards, I was like, man, fuck college is for fucking... College is for people that either want to have debt or college is for somebody that like needs credits to get the job that they need. Other than that, it's a fucking joke and it's a scam and fuck it. And you know something? Somebody called me out on that. Someone's like, no, dude, don't say that. You know when education is important. You just didn't finish. And you know something? They were absolutely right. Now, I do think that it, a lot of it is a scam in some ways. And I do think that people get out with fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 worth of debt that they have to pay back. And sometimes they're working a job that, that has nothing to do with what their major was. Uh, you know, And I do think that that's a little ridiculous. But at the same time, I will be the first to admit that part of me is bothered by not finishing college. And part of me is like, man, I just want to finish something that I started. And an education is insanely important. So, you know, and I will, fi I'll finish now, you know, now with online stuff, you know, college isn't going anywhere. And when I dropped out, I also had that in the back of my mind. But I'm not going to shit on it anymore. I'm not going to shit on somebody who's like spending money on classes and be like, yeah, well, you're wasting money. No. The same way if you see somebody with family or you see somebody that is married or engaged, don't be like, oh, fucking sucker. Because they want it too. They're jealous. I'm telling you, that is a huge sign of jealousy. And I'm going to talk about it on stage. You know, I, I just feel like the whole, you know, people are going to be alone, man. And, you know, and I think it all goes back to what we were talking about before with the... um. These coaches, Coach Rice who did that and Coach Bobby Knight, like they went through something and now they're taking it out. And I think these people who like can't get commit, don't get commitments or, or can't commit to something or don't have a family. Now, again, some people just don't want to deal with the bullshit and I'm not knocking them. Again, I'm not knocking somebody who doesn't want a family, who doesn't want children. I'm not. I want to make that very clear here on this episode. What I'm saying is I'm knocking and shitting on the people that want it and shit on it. Next time somebody says that to me, like even on stage, because it happened the other night on stage, but next time somebody says that, like, yeah, I'm not that stupid, I'm literally, I'm going to go at them in a certain way, and just be like, or oh, nobody loves you, and nobody wants to be with you, you ever think of that? You know, because no, the one thing that's, nobody could say no to love, or you're fucked up, it's one of the two, so, you know. This person loves you, you're attracted to them, they want to be with you, but no, fuck that. All right. And granted, man, it's tough. It's tough. Fighting and you're tired and you're dealing with shit. And 
I'm not even joking. I'm not even trying to be, you know, disrespectful to my wife and family, you know, because you guys know I talk about it a lot. I love my wife. I love my kids. But just walking through the Christmas tree shop, there was a part of me that was like, holy fuck, like if I never got married, I wouldn't be in his store right now. And part of it was because I didn't want to be in the store so much. And that's just an honest thought. But like you go through shit like that. And then all of a sudden you think of the alternative. You're like, I have the greatest fucking, I have, I, you know, I have what I, I have it. I have what I want. I have everything. You know, everybody would like a little more paper in the bank, but you know, like, stop with the whole fucking hating on it. Unacceptable for the weak. Hating on something you want. It's a great one. Hating on some shit just because you don't have it, but deep down inside you want it, that's some that's ridiculous, that's on you, and that's unacceptable. And stop putting that out on other people and making them feel like they're fucked up because you can't do what they're doing. Unacceptable for the week. The reason why I brought that up was because I just was on stage and I was just looking at couples and looking at people talking and watching and... Like, the people that were looking at me, like, yeah, you're the family, man. You're the dick. I just got fed up after a while. And I realized that those people want it. And it is also funny to think of a grown adult laying in a fetal position crying at home because they don't have it. And then I just got angry at that, and that's where I wanted to go. (laughs) But, you know, and maybe some of those people saw some horrible things, too. And I get that. I get that too. You know, and that's something that is, that's different. I'm just talking about like the, you know, the people. And it is hard. It's really fucking hard. You know? I mean, but you could work, as long as it's nothing big, you could work through it. Like no mental abuse, no physical abuse, no cheating, no fucking, no, no, no crazy shit like that. You just, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of work. Through. I mean, alcoholism and drugs, that's tough to deal with. That shit where you could, you know, you you know, and people have seen that, but what do you got kids that love you, huh? (laughs) Let me, will you wake up and make pancakes for your kids and watch cartoons? Yeah, I don't want that life. You would love that life. You would love it. What are you going to take your kid to the ball game? You would love it. You sleep next to a woman that loves you every night, you fucking pussy. What do you sleep next to? A fucking stained futon? You fucking Pringles eating moron? Okay. All right. This was the podcast where it starts nice and then I get angry at the end of every subject. I was laughing at the Mike Rice thing, and then before you know it, I had him tied up on a post, getting the shit kicked out of him, and killing Bobby Knight. All right, guys, it is uh, time for plugs again. I'm sorry about the movies. I know, I know, it's tough. It's tough. What? It's tough for me to go. Um. Oh, you know what I want to do? I wanted to talk about this too, real quick. I want to go fishing for for like marlin in Florida. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that on this tour. If we can do it for a day or something or like a certain amount of hours, I would love to do it. But I want to go. I've always wanted to do it and I'm going to be down that way. And I just don't know if we can, but I want to do that. Um, this will lead right into the, the plugs. But like I want to go like 
blue, like deep sea off the coast, like off the coast of Florida, like marlin. Like I don't just want a fish coming out of the water. Like that's not enough. You know, I'm, I don't fish a lot. You know, I'm, I'm in New York. I don't, I mean, I can fish here, but you know, I don't want to fish in a fucking pond or a lake and get like a, you know, get a little thing. Hey, look and take a picture and fucking put it on Facebook. And th- I don't want that. I want something sick coming out of the water. Okay. I'm, I want like a fucking like a bulldog with fins looking thing come out of the water. I just want something nuts on my fishing rod. And I just want to be sitting there relaxing, catching shit, drinking beers, just catching monsters out of the fucking water. That's what I want to do. I'm going to try to do that. If anybody knows a place off of like, we're going to be in uh, Tallahassee. Well, you know what? I'll do the, I'll do the plugs now. I'll do the plugs now and um, we'll go from there. Um, if you guys know of anything, you know, in these places, let me know. We'll definitely do that. Okay. And you could also get me on butterfly radio on the iPhone and let me know. And I could get back to you and we could communicate that way. Um, tomorrow night, actually tonight, I am flying in a few hours. I will be in Atlanta, Georgia, going to the national championship game at Louisville versus, versus Michigan. It should be Syracuse, but Syracuse didn't want to play the way that they should have played the whole game. Uh, that's going to be amazing. Then, and all these cities, if you're in the South listening to this, where we might really be coming near you, so check this out. Um, I will be in the Georgia Theater in Athens, Georgia. This is with Jason Lawhead. Op- me and Jason Lawhead will be opening for the great Bill Burr during this run and I got to tell you guys uh you know I'm not just saying it because uh you know I'm on the show or or my friends are on the show I'm I'm telling you guys like comedy wise these have been amazing shows and it's it's really been fucking awesome so um if you want to come out man and if it were near you please come out but I'll be in the Georgia theater um uh, with Bill Burr on the 9th in Athens Georgia then we are doing the Star Dome in Alabama um, I believe that's two shows, I think, but we will be there on the 10th. We will be in the music hall in Charleston, South Carolina on the 11th. Okay. Then on the 12th, we are doing the tabernacle, the theater. I don't know if you guys watched Conan, but where Conan O'Brien was doing his show from Atlanta, that theater, we will be in there for two shows that's in Atlanta at the Tabernacle, two shows. That is on the 12th. The 13th, we are going to the Masters, the Saturday round of the Masters. The 14th, we are off. Then the 15th, it will just be me and Bill Burr at the, I believe it's the, it's the is it the Improv? Uh, or the Funny Bone in Tampa. Well, you could check the website, but I will be with him for two shows at the Comedy Club in Tampa. It might be the Funny Bone. Um, in Tampa, then on the fifteenth, uh, we will be doing the. Um, I'm sorry, on the sixteenth, we will be doing um, Tallahassee, FSU, Florida State University in Tallahassee, and then we finish the tour at the Jackie Gleason Fillmore Theater for the South Beach Comedy Festival in Miami. And then I am coming home on the 18th. So that's what the tour looks like. We're going to be on a tour bus. It's going to be insane. I will show pictures. Um, There may be even video. Uh, I'm sure the next podcast will be an interesting one that you guys really want to hear. It should be fucking nuts. So um, 
truly looking forward to this and um you know just like i said i don't want to sound redundant and i don't want to sound like a fucking i just i i really want you guys to know man that um you keep working man and you just keep getting better they can't fucking people can't deny you you know i had i don't want to get into the details but i had um had a couple of networks, some some big networks that are very recognizable. Look at me recently and like me, and these were all people that uh, didn't really think I was ready, maybe two three years ago, and now they're they they want to work with me, and they they want to see more, and they see the, the the growth and the progression, and it's all getting up, it's all taking chances, and as I always talk about, it's all all honesty, and it's something I'm just scratching the surface of, you know. But if you want to get good in stand-up, okay, you have to be honest. And you have to try to be as conversational and the real person you are off stage. It's one of the greatest things Louis C.K. said, man. He said, if you could be the funny you off stage, on stage. And that's what you have to do. And I'm starting to do that. And sometimes I find myself performing more than being me. And I'm like, no, you got to stop. You got to cut that out. Just fucking talk and say it. Because if it's funny, you don't have to, you don't have to perform it. I mean, you're always going to be a little exaggerated. Of yourself, you're always going to be like that a little bit. Of course, you're on stage, you're performing. You're not going to go up there and talk like you would talk to your mother and father over fucking Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, I mean, unless you're just always on and you're a dick at Thanksgiving dinner at your parents' house. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, you know, tonight I did. Uh, I was supposed to do three shows tonight, but they changed my time. Two of the shows were paid. One of them, I was going to a friend's room and tried to sneak it in, but I, I didn't have enough time, so I had to run to another show, but just on stage and just talking, just talking about real shit, talking about my life. And I, I actually talked about that thing I said about how, you know, I'm getting tired of people that don't like to try to shit on you for having, you know, having a family or try to shit on you for like being locked down because they're not. Meanwhile, they're unhappy about it. I just started talking about it. And it was like, yeah, this could sink. This may not work. This is fucking, this is nuts. Nobody here is married. Maybe they're all going to think I'm the asshole. But you know what? I just spoke real. I spoke from out. And it works. So people are like, oh, shit, he's saying something. And, um, you know, so. And another thing, too, you got to understand. You're going to bomb in front of people that are eventually going to like you. I've learned that, too. You're going to bomb in front of somebody that can help you. Or, or somebody, yeah, somebody that can help you in, your, in the business. You're going to bomb in front of them. And you're going to think it's over forever. And my good buddy, comedian Sean Quinn, said something. He goes, man, industry forgets in three months. Fuck that. In three months, nobody remembers if it was you that bombed or anybody else. So don't look at it like that, man. Just go up there, and if you do, just come back. You know, um... I remember a couple years ago, I did an audition for a big festival like three years ago, and I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. And then I got in front of those same people like, oh, man, you're so fucking funny. So just do it like that, man. Just get up. And um, I I ran into a young comedian. uh, I ran into a young comedian yesterday at the stand. um, And... Shit, where's the... Somebody's calling me, but this young comedian came up to me and said something. Um, 
you know, really nice, and I appreciated it. He said, uh, hey, man, you know, I'm a fan of your podcast, and it's, it's really great for, for young comedians, and, um, you know, I, I watch your stuff, and, and I'm, I'm a fan, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, dude, that's cool, man, you know, like, where, where are you from? And he was like, oh, I just moved here two months ago from, um, you know, from, uh, where the fuck is he from? Cal- was he in California? Yeah, he was in California, L.A., and he just moved out. He moved out. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah. I was just like, you know what, man? Fuck it. If I could transfer my job. You know, he was smart. I'm not, you know, you can't just come out here if you don't have anything. But like, dude, like I could get more stage time. And um, he was telling me yesterday that he's getting up a ton. He's doing all these open mics. He's doing all these regular shows. He's doing all this shit that he could do. And it's just, and there's more opportunity, and he just decided to do it. So um, it was cool to, like, actually, because I've been saying to people on my podcast for so long, do it. And it was cool to actually, you know, meet somebody that's actually doing it and, and is, like, willing to. And all the thing that this young guy was telling me, the guy two years in, was telling me is, um, you know, that about honesty and about how he wants to talk about his life and all the right shit and it was like yeah that's a guy you're going to be seeing or uh or hearing about so um that was really cool and um you know i appreciate it i appreciate anything but so just uh and i don't think i don't think being a comic and not being honest is like awful but i just don't think it's really that like i think it's more like a flash in the pan you know if you if you know if you bang yourself in the dick with a fucking hammer, you know you're gonna be the bang yourself with the you know in the dick with a hammer guy, and people are gonna come out and watch you bang your dick with a hammer, you know, and they're gonna laugh and they're gonna get a um, you know they're gonna get a kick out of it, but um, you know that's not that'd be funny if that was somebody's act, if somebody was like oh dude you hear what that guy's doing. Yeah, he just beats the shit out of his dick with a hammer until he's on the ground puking. It's his closer's unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, you guys know what I'm saying. So um, that's it, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This has been episode 106, and um, episode 107 will be from the road, from the tour bus. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I'll let you guys in on all the cool, fun stuff that's going to be going on, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be a long. Um, packed out Verzi Effect Podcast 107. But um, let me know too. Anybody in Georgia, um, Alabama, Charleston, South Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa, and South Beach, if there's any like cool things that you guys suggest that we do or know about, we're sports fans, we love cool shit. You know, we, we, we shot guns in Jacksonville and that was awesome. But, like, I mean, I, I'll go, like, NASCAR riding, like, anything like that. If you guys know of a cool place or anything, please let us know. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll do it. We'll talk about it and all that stuff. So um, that's it. That's it for the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until episode 107, I am out of here. And I will talk to you guys in a week or so. Go Knicks.